Good morning. This morning, I'm thinking about how powerful God is. And do you know what made me think of that? Is that so often in my life and so often in the Bible, he didn't have to raise a finger against an enemy. He he didn't have to raise a finger to do creative works. He didn't have to raise a finger to raise the dead. He merely spoke. Jesus spoke, Lazarus, come out. He didn't go in and perform CPR and shake him and, you know, rattle his cage at all. No, <laughs> he said, Lazarus, come out. In the beginning, in the very, very beginning, God said, let there be, and there was. You know, he didn't do a rain dance. He didn't, uh, you know, reach down and and paint a picture and say, this is what you're going to look like. And then he didn't know. He spoke, and it happened. There's a psalm. Psalm 29 that talks about the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The voice of the Lord thunders. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. And that's the psalm that I always think about when I think about the voice of the Lord. He doesn't have to lift a finger. He is un bothered. He is not worried about what concerns me today or what concerns you today. Because he doesn't even have to lift a finger to change it. He speaks and it is. The voice of the Lord is powerful. And if that's the case, Where is the easiest place for me to go to find the voice of the Lord? It's the word of God. And you know, in John, the gospel of John chapter one, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. No wonder the voice of the Lord is so mighty. The voice of the Lord, the word, is God. Our words hold power. Our words can build people up or pull people down. God's word is mighty to demolish strongholds. When we declare the word of God that is written in the Bible, we breathe out his power into the atmosphere. He doesn't have to lift a finger and we don't have to lift a finger outside of what he tells us to do. I'm not saying sit around with your feet up all the time because all you have to do is speak. I I think you have get me. (laughs) Um, We only 
need to speak. Our words? Nope. His words. In Matthew, it says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word never will. Jesus was saying that. And in Isaiah 55, 11, God says, so is my word that comes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire. And it will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. His word actually achieves the purpose for which it was sent. His word actually does the work. Just like in the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was. There is great, great importance on the words of God. And we need to make it a practice. I need to make it a practice. I've seen its power in my life, making the practice of speaking his word, praying his word, declaring his word. And I know that I've told you before about a few books that I've used to do that. And the first time that I ever started doing that, it was with a book called Praying God's Word. And that book is by Beth Moore. She takes scriptures in that book and puts them into prayer form. And it's the craziest thing because I remember sitting there pouring over that book and just reading it out loud without feeling, without conviction, um, really without any background of knowing the, the power that was taking place by just that little tiny bit of faith of me reading those words. In fact, I felt a little bit of condemnation rising up because I wasn't developing a prayer of my own. I was actually reading someone else's prayer. And you know what? I notice that sometimes when the enemy of our souls knows that we are hitting the nail on the head, we are hitting the mark, we are hitting the target, the bullseye. <laughs> sometimes he'll whisper lies that say, that's not okay, or that's wrong, or that's stupid, or that's dumb, and should have thought that one through a little bit longer. Um, and when we push through and look back to see God's faithfulness, to meet us where we were, we're blown away. So don't be discouraged. You can start with one verse or you can do the cheater's method, which is what I did, and use a book that someone else wrote. Um, I also use The Secret Power of Speaking, Speaking God's Word by Joyce Meyer. And um, Patricia King wrote a book called Decree a Thing and It Shall Be Established. The book's called Decree by Patricia King, third edition. Um, and I'm sure you can get any of them on Amazon and you can start there. And as God starts to impress the word within the words, look them up for yourself. Look up the scriptures for yourself and write yourself a little uh, script of the truth of God's word in your life. Um, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 is a big one for me right now. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. No, no, we 
wage war with the word, the sword of the spirit. That is the word of God. And we are not fighting with another person. We are um, using divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We use the word of God as a weapon to fight our battles for us. We use the word of God to praise. We use the word of God to worship. We use the word of God to declare and proclaim something that is not. And his word says it is. The creative word of God. So this week, this day, as you go into this week, would you remember the word of God and would you speak his word into the atmosphere wherever you go? Do not remain silent. His word is truth. And his word has the power to demolish strongholds in your life and in the lives of those around you. It's going to be a great day.